हेलो एंड वेलकम बैक टू द बाइक वाले पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट अनुज एंड आई एम हैप्पी टू होस्ट द सेवेंटींथ एपिसोड ऑफ आर शो एंड जस्ट लाइक एवरी एपिसोड आई एम प्रिटी एक्साइटेड फॉर दिस वन एज वेल बिकॉज बट आई एम मोर एक्साइटेड फॉर दिस वन इन पर्टिकुलर बिकॉज टूडे वी आर लुकिंग बैक एट द हिस्ट्री ऑफ इंडियन मोटरसाइकिलिंग बिकॉज टूडे वी आर गोइंग टू टॉक अबाउट टेन मोस्ट आइकॉनिक टू व्हीलर्स एवर सोल्ड इन इंडिया सो being the world's largest two wheeler market india sees a lot of new bikes and scooters being launched every year while some of these just exist others create a true mark in their segment and become hugely popular but then there are certain two wheelers which are quite unique which are impactful which actually create a whole new genre of bikes and scooters and end up being unforgettable and iconic and me and neil Oh before I uh, proceed ahead I want to introduce my uh, all new guest Neil <laughs> <laughs> Hello Neil welcome to the show Thanks Anuj let's get on with it because I am really excited to uh to look back into the history of motorcycling Yeah it, this podcast kind of you know it's kind of nostalgic yeah. and uh, it has a lot of memories because growing up we have seen all of these motorcycles you know Correct. some scooters and we have kind of looked up to mm. people riding them right so yeah this kind of special and to some extent these are the two wheelers which actually you know got at, got us into motorcycling which actually sparked that interest in us so yeah this is quite special and i was joking neil is not new neil has been on our episodes a couple of times before as uh, our regular listeners would know so me and neil have uh, compiled a list of 10 such two wheelers which we believe fit in our criteria of products uh, certain products which have created a whole new segment well this is uh, our list and we might have missed out uh, on including some more bikes but uh, we will do more such interesting listicle episodes and include others as well So for now let's get down to the list which we have made and the first bike in our list is the Yamaha RD350 and uh, well obviously it's not a surprise that we have this bike uh in the first number because uh, this bike is something which actually started performance motorcycling in India because this was something which was very fast uh which was uh, which packed such performance that it would you know um, sent shivers down the rider's spine uh, mainly because of its uh, 347 cc twin cylinder engine which was two stroke obviously back then and uh, it would be available in uh, two versions high torque version which had uh, 31 bhp of power output then there was a uh, low torque version with 27 bhp of power and uh, it is quite sad actually that japanese uh, so from where this bike actually came they had a RD 350 with 40 bhp power output maybe uh, yamaha thought that indians won't be able to handle such kind of performance whatever the reason was but yes even at 31 bhp this bike was something that was beyond exciting back then and uh, there was no other bike which would go this fast and um, so it was in a sense bigger rx 100 uh, which is still one of the bikes which people want and this was actually in a truest in the truest sense a uh, bigger sibling of the RX 
it could do 100 kmph in under 6 seconds neil can you imagine for that time no wonder it was unofficially called the rapid death <laughs> <laughs> yeah very rightfully and uh, but there were multiple reasons why it its demise happened in 1990 because it was very uh, difficult to maintain it was expensive to get serviced the spare parts were costly and that's the reason why yamaha wasn't uh, garnering enough sales and they had to you know pull the plugs on its on this bike and uh, so moving on with the second bike in our list is the hero honda cbz now uh, if this bike would have been available today it would have been called uh, hero cbz because the tie up of hero and honda uh, they got separated long time back and so hero honda's one of the marvels was the cbz because it started the 150 cc segment in india which was followed by the launch of the pulsar 150 which was again another uh, you know iconic motorcycles but we are considering cbz because this started the segment and uh, it was mainly known for its incredible handling incredible for that time because there weren't many uh, you know ktms and uh, those kind of benchmark setting uh, bikes in terms of handling so cbz was the thing back it then it was the benchmark at that time yeah back then it was the benchmark and enthusiasts would love this bike i mean there were there was the rx100 but uh, after that rx100 something if people wanted something with more powerful with more power more displacement cbz was the thing to go and it was also one of the most stylish motorcycles made by an indian manufacturer and uh, do note that it was the first bike to have a front di- or, or disc brake uh, so to speak and uh, first bike with box type swing arm as well so the first generation model was the most iconic of them and after that a couple of uh, iterations came but didn't really manage to hit that um, you know tug at the heartstrings of the enthusiast so that's all about the cbz and i had ridden it a couple of times and it had a very smooth engine yeah so that's why hero cbz hero honda cbz is on the second number and after that came the pulsar 180 which is again another bike which uh, started uh, an all new segment of motorcycles so neil you had you have any experiences to share with the pulsar 180 so um i still remember you know uh, my neighbor my neighbor had uh, a pulsar 180 mm-hmm. and uh, i still remember that purple color the round headlamp and that Correct. chromed out exhaust and that you know that bubbling uh, exhaust note yeah and uh, i particularly remember that exhaust note you know it, as soon as uh, my neighbor used to enter the lane i knew it was the pulsar <laughs> and it was quite iconic you know it was macho for that time correct correct yeah it was macho in a very modern way yeah yeah so um i i guess you have ridden the pulsar 180 right i have ridden the pulsar 180 but more than that i have ridden the pulsar 150 because my elder brother had that bike for a long time and he would maintain it so well that he would polish the bike almost every sunday so every small nut and bolt would shine like anything so it came after the cbz cbz was uh, definitely a better handler than the pulsar but pulsar really knocked the cbz out of the park in terms of performance 
that pulsar that 150 and 180 cc engines were extremely powerful but that but the 180 cc in particular was very punchy and um, it was a it was a very new experience for people who didn't have uh, you know performance that kind of performance accessible in uh, in that price with that price tag so yeah pulsar 180 i've had uh, i have ridden it once or twice maybe in my college days when i had just gotten my license yeah i still remember that day and it was pretty impressive so we have a long list uh, to discuss now so moving on to the fourth bike it is the royal enfield classic 350 so it actually didn't started a whole new segment one thing is for sure that uh, because it's because of the classic 350 that there are so many uh, modern classic bikes in this segment because it gained such popularity when it was uh, launched in 2009 if i'm not wrong after the bullet and uh, it was an instant hit people liked it so much so thumping exhaust note was always uh, you know an aspect associated with royal enfields but this bike brought in such styling that people instantly fell in love with and this is at the time where you know i mean royal enfield still has the bullet correct yeah and this is at the time when the bullet was you know somewhat at its peak it was the only other bike royal enfield had right hmm. and uh, the thing is royal enfield has had bikes since a long time right but the classic 350 it actually in a way saved the company hmm you know, saved the company from going completely bankrupt correct that's yeah? true yeah so you you obviously had you know the java the esd yeah but out of those uh the classic 350 you know it, it has made it through it it has been so many years and it still it is still selling it's one of the highest selling bikes in india even now and obviously we have written the 2021 iteration of the motorcycle and we can't stop talking about it <laughs> probably even this version of the bike will still be as iconic probably 10 years down the line exactly so cheers for that thump which we have um, really started liking it lately and uh, i hope we'll i mean i think we'll keep liking it for many more months because we have the bike till november maybe even more and we are going to do all sort of uh, things with the bike touring city riding city riding i have already been doing but i'll also go on long rides and our uh, long term reports will be up on bike wale time to t- um, at regular intervals so do keep checking them out and um, so moving on with our list the next bike is the hero splendor so this bike came in when hero and uh, honda both were um, uh, partner companies and uh, so before splendor there was the cd100 which people actually it was already a successful product because of its mileage and because of its ruggedness but then when the company brought in the splendor uh, it was the same formula as the cd100 but in a more stylish form mm-hmm. so that's what really uh you know made it such a big success that even today the splendor brand is the best selling uh, motorcycle brand in india it sells uh, if i talk numbers it sells around uh, 2 lakh f- uh, 50000 units of P- splendors hero sells almost every month obviously over the last uh, one year the sales uh, had been down because of the pandemic 
बट स्टिल आई थिंक हीरो रिसेंटली क्रॉस द टू लैक मार्क वंस अगेन विद द स्प्लेंडर सो स्प्लेंडर स्टिल स्टेज द फर्स्ट चॉइस ऑफ पीपल इन रूरल इंडिया वेर यू नो लो मेंटेनेंस गुड फ्यूल एफिशियंसी एंड रिलायबिलिटी आर द टॉप रिक्वायरमेंट्स ऑफ पीपल एंड या सो आई हैड द सी डी हंड्रेड सो आई नो हाउ आई मीन यू नो हाउ रगेड हाउ रिलायबल एंड हाउ स्ट्रॉन्ग इन अ सेंस दैट बाइक इज सो स्प्लेंडर वॉज द सेम विथ जस्ट मोर पैनल्स इन अ मोर स्टाइलिश अवतार you know i remember someone telling me about uh, you know this guy in his village hmm. who uses a splendor and he from ever since he's bought the bike he has not visited a service center and this must be at least 5 years i don't know what oil he's changed <laughs> yeah that he was telling me that uh, he's not changed his oil probably mm-hmm. and that bike is still running the same you know it is still used the same and it has been 5 years and he still it, it it's it's like it's nothing for the bike you know it's it's that rugged and that is one of the qualities that is one of the characteristics why it sells so much in rural areas that's all you want and people don't bother about maintaining your bike right. but it's just you know get on turn the key yeah go to point a to point b right and i'm i'm really wondering i mean i'm sure half of the engine oil may have gotten burnt but still that <laughs> bike is running that surprising and um, so uh, coming back to our main topic so splendor was the bike which started the 100 cc commuter bike segment after that uh, a host uh, a number of uh, motorcycles came in but splendor still remains on top and uh, that's fantastic and uh, the next bike in this list is something uh, we are very close to from heart and it is the KTM 200 Duke and uh, we can actually me and Neil can talk about this bike for for the whole day uh, but we won't take that much time so it was launched in 2012 and with the 200 Duke people actually experienced uh, how powerful can a 200 cc bike be um, it had a very it has or it has a very peaky engine with it revs really high and it it is it gets even more smoother and uh, more fun in the higher revs after 4500 uh, 4000 5000 rpm that's where the real fun lies and uh, it also had uh, upside down it sorry it has upside down forks and uh, front forks and wp suspension setup uh, bibre brakes so these were the things which were pretty are still quite premium for a 200 cc bike and in back in 2012 it was something that blown everyone's mind with the kind of performance and handling dynamics it offered i still have the uh, 2018 model which i absolutely love i i choose it over any other bike in my garage every single time unless i have to ride the other bike so uh, neil i think you can completely relate with this completely i mean <laughs> uh, the 200 duke also uh, was my first motorcycle so i mean i wish i could speak longer and yeah. let's get a podcast on the 200 <laughs> duke i guess yeah that's what i was saying but you know in the 200 cc um, uh, segment you also have the pulsar 220f hmm. and uh, that came obviously before the 200 duke right yeah. it was in 2007 and 
that was one bike that was very different than all the other bikes that were available you know there were people who were going for the classic and stuff like that and then bajaj came out with the pulsar 220f and you had it had the semi fairing it had the clip on handlebars and so much of sportiness you know yeah because usually fairing were associated with big bikes with super bikes correct and it was relatively quite affordable you know you don't, hmm. don't have to spend 2 3 4 lakhs to get a bike with a fairing so it also had rear disc brakes and that projector headlamp which uh, it still features hmm. and that's a different whole different story that it still looks the same after all these years yeah. but uh, the thing is bajaj had discontinued the bike and even after that they realized that you know what this is the bike that is going to get us even more numbers and they got it back again yeah you know that that shows how popular the 220f still is correct yeah they're still selling it right yeah so still selling it they are uh, raking in good numbers and uh, it's it's mostly popular amongst riders who are who can't really afford you know big performance motorcycles but they want that feel of a big bike and uh, i can completely relate with them because uh, recently we have ridden the 220 we have done a story around it and uh, when i was riding that bike i mean you know actually that whole fairing and clip on thing clip on handlebar and that that uh, beefy fuel tank it actually gives you a feel of a bike you are riding which is bigger than a 200 cc bike mm-hmm. you know and that's I, what and I, even yeah. even i rode the same time anuj did and i remember telling ajinkya Uh, you know after i rode it and i i came to him and i told him you know now i know why people ride the motorcycle the way they ride the they ride the 220f the uh-huh. way they ride yeah <laughs> it's it's so flickable it is you know it's it's got everything Correct. you need for that price you know right. except for features that is but uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so pretty old uh, bike but still quite I mean, relevant yeah. yeah that's interesting to see um yeah so moving on the next in our list is a scooter and i'm sure uh, all uh, daddies and grandfathers who if there are who are listening to this podcast will be really happy to listen to this name and it is the bajaj chetak and we are not talking about the chetak electric which is now available now but we are talking about the bajaj chetak scooter which uh, uh, that geared scooter which had you no know, gear shifter on the handlebar which uh, came in to th- uh, 1972 and uh, many people would know or some people might not know that it had up to 10 years of waiting period which is insane oh, oh. <laughs> i mean in this day and age if a bike has even 10 months of waiting period people would outright reject that bike and go for another one but back then people would wait for uh, a product like bajaj chetak they would wait for it for 5 10 years man I mean that's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, and uh, but after a few years, after thirty-three years of being into the market, it uh, it had to be uh, it it ceased to exist because there were restrictions in uh, productions, uh, limitations basically in the number of uh, units manufacturers could produce. So this was not the first scooter which Bajaj had introduced. There was Bajaj Super as well before this. but the advantage this had was uh, it had larger wheels than the bajaj super uh, so that was one of the big advantages and that was the reason that was one of the reasons why it was so much more popular than the bajaj super 
even with such long waiting periods people were ready to um, you know buy it and uh, so the only picture that comes to my mind when we say bajaj chetak is a family of maybe four or five yeah riding on the scooter yeah which uh, laws have gotten very strict today but back then even cops wouldn't stop many people often that uh, someone if a whole family is going on bajaj chetak so and that was the product which really you know made the bajaj's tagline hamara bajaj popular yeah across india and uh, still people can invokes a deep sense of nostalgia within people when someone says that name bajaj chetak and uh, it was because of this popularity that bajaj decided to bring that name back in an electric form which is the bajaj chetak electric scooter and we must say that scooter is one of the you know better scooters electric scooters you can buy today apart from those uh, ather and uh, tvs iq chetak is in that you know list of uh, good electric scooters reliable electric scooters which have good build quality fit and finish and all that moving on the next product in our list is uh, again a scooter and this is the honda activa so the first fact i want to tell you guys if you don't know is that honda activa just like hero splendor is the best selling motorcycle activa is the best selling scooter in before pandemic honda used to uh, you know sell 2 lakh around on an average 2 lakh 25000 to 2 lakh 40000 scooters in a month units of activa i think honda is slowly gradually uh, coming back to that number and uh, so in a uh, essentially the honda activa changed the destiny of honda brand after separation from hero they launched it in 2000 uh, year 2000 and again it was an instant hit right now there is the sixth generation of the activa running and it is still the best selling scooter i own one activa it's the 5g model and i can really relate with people why they love so much why so many people buy it because it is very reliable especially the engine i can't say the same about the panels and paint finish or other things but engine it even if you miss your regular service that engine still remains the same smooth refined power plant what do you have to say about activa neil the fact that uh, <laughs> they sold it for nearly 19 years you know without actually updating it you know like yeah properly updating it right says a lot yeah the only the last proper update i think was the 5g hmm. yeah 6g the current one is yeah, the, the biggest 6G, update but the other the proper oh, update was right, in the right, 5g right. right the styling yeah right. and then the 6g obviously got the telescopic forks ah uh-huh. finally larger front wheel yeah and it kind of got little more modern but even after all of these updates honda still did not change the design and they still kept it simple and it has a reason for it it has a purpose and that is you know so that you don't you don't change what is not broken right you don't fix what's not broken and the activa in its uh, in itself the way it was was selling over 2 lakh units a month you know right. you didn't have to change correct on the other hand on the flip side if they did change the activa you know substantially its sales would have dropped Mm, right yeah the the simplicity of the scooter you know the reliability of the scooter is uh is what defines it 
it is what makes it sell so so it is just like a classic of scooters which their manufacturer is actually scared to change drastically although classic under the skin it is a, a drastic change now but activa is still remains more or less the same and uh a uh, honda really uh, doesn't need to bother changing it because it's still selling so well mm-hmm. and i don't think it's going to change for another you know maybe 3 to 5 years yeah let's see now bonus the, round <laughs> <laughs> the last bike on our list before i say its name i'm just going to um, you know sing the tune which is deeply associated with it it is you sound like one of those cars reversing man ha <laughs> uh-huh. so but where that sound comes from is dhoom movie and that movie was uh, popular for the bike hayabusa which john abraham rides in that movie in a very stylish way without wearing a helmet yeah with his with the wind in his hair with those goggles you know and you can cheaper than that <laughs> you know the, that that last um, climax of the movie in which he jumps down a valley and those that whole money is flying around in the air and still john abraham is turning behind and smiling because he is on a busa exactly <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah so that was that was the movie which actually kind of you know kicked off the whole enthusiasm about super bikes there were bikes before it and that is in 2004 when the movie launched but that is a bike that is the uh, bike that actually you know invoked that that spark yeah that aspiration Correct. that you want that busa and it was uh, and it has never changed since then isn't it anush yeah yeah and i think uh, you know its association with the dhoom movie is one of the very small reasons why it is so popular because you will actually know why that bike is such a legendary machine when you actually sit on it and ride there is so much torque that engine is so smooth and refined and despite that bike looks so sporty with that with those uh, that full fairing and all it is so comfortable that people ride through continents maybe not continents but across countries uh, on the hayabusa it is that comfortable and so powerful first bike to hit the 300 kmph mark and that's what truly makes it an icon yeah, and i um, mean even kawasaki try to uh, uh beat yeah, it yeah, try to beat the hayabusa but it it kind of it it did it was faster than the busa the yeah. cx14r was faster yeah. than busa but uh, but it, busa had already said that yeah it had already set itself it hmm. already set that benchmark right there was the honda blackbird and all of those bikes came yeah but they were also somewhat forgotten since the busa is still there it is still and now apparently it is we have not ridden it yet Correct. but it is apparently much more better even though even with you know lesser performance yeah and we cannot we cannot uh, explain how popular the busa is in india uh, i mean as soon as the first lot came out it was it was sold out and the same thing with the second lot as well correct you know it it is just so aspirational and uh, most importantly after suzuki got it as a uh, as a ckd i think yeah ckd yeah, yeah. as a ckd uh, with the prices you know coming down 
it became even more popular it was one of the highest selling big bikes Correct. in india yeah. right suzuki was able to sell i think if i'm not wrong uh, over 8 to 10 units a month hmm. and and for a 15 16 lakh rupee bike that 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 number is a lot exactly and um, uh, so this bike survived even during the time when bikes were loaded with electronics but this bike uh, barely had any of them uh, i think only dual channel abs yeah. traction control the second gen model yeah. yeah but that's that's about it and but the new generation model is actually a new generation model with all the electronics available and uh, whoever has ridden that bike everyone had just one thing to say that this is the best busa ever made so yeah we are going to end our list there with the hayabusa now some of you may have come up with a name which you think we have forgotten to include in this list please uh, write into us with that name or names if you have and we might just end up doing another episode with your suggestion and uh, that's all for today thank you neil for uh, joining us of course this is a pleasure so listeners do write into us at podcast at bikewale.com if you have any suggestions and feedback and follow us on instagram twitter and facebook and do not forget to check out our uh, official youtube channel bikewale where we have a lot of interesting video content do like them share and subscribe to our channel we'll see you next week